I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. For fuck. Hello and welcome to the Lost Boys podcast. With you every step of the way, you have me, Jacob Stowworthy. And me, Jack Shepard. We're here because we have watched season four, episode five, which is called The Constant, which is just a small episode of another TV show. Isn't it, Jack? Very small. Um, this is the one where um, everyone watched it and lost their minds because it was um, one of the best episodes of TV of all time. Of all time? Yeah. Anyway, um, this... <laughs> yeah, it's arrived, the big one. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be um, really excited to tune in to hear what you, Jack, um, think of it. So, without further ado, uh, will you give us your verdict on season four, episode five of Lost, The Constant? Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah? Is that all, yeah, all you got? Yeah, that's all I have to so say. Got. Okay, cool. Um, so this is the favourite episode of Damon Lindelof <laughs> and Carlton Cuse. They say it's arguably their favourite episode of Lost of all time. Uh, it's also uh, the favourite of many, many viewers, um, and I would probably class it as my second favourite overall. Oh, wow. Second favourite? Yeah. If you've seen my Lost ranking, you see that I put the season three finale as number one. Oh, that's a, still a good episode. Well, you know, a good non-finale, non-premiere episode. I'd say... Uh, uh, the best. Yeah. I mean, I mean, fairly, I'd probably say this is my like immediate favourite afterwards. Yeah. Because it's like that immediacy of just like, oh my God, that was incredible. That's cool. Yeah, I did quite like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, I think you were trying to be cool. And yeah, calm no, and I, was, I, was just, I was just trying to rile the fandom because, yeah, no, it's pretty banging. Stop trying to rile the fandom. It riles you. You are the fandom. No, it doesn't rile me. I just know you're being an idiot. <laughs> and you're going to come in a minute and be like, no, 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 I really loved it, really. Yeah, of course I loved it. Yeah, I know you did. I, I can't, can't just I see you watching it. It was exciting watching it with you, by the way. unexpected like the episode. You are? I've got to be unexpected like the episode, don't I? That's true. But that was expected. I played. I played into it. Well, the Sorry. thing is, you 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 knew going into this episode that it was a big one because I think anyone who hasn't lived under a rock for the past uh, twelve, thirteen years would know that this is a big one. Yeah, I did know. I did know it was a big one. I mean, I said so on this podcast because I like I like to be transparent, <laughs> and I did. You know, I did know this one was coming, and I knew that a load of people really, really loved it. I knew the fandom adored it and so it was hard to kind of not go in with any expectations and I think there were that has kind of taken away some of the amazingness of it perhaps okay because I because I I, you know I knew it was going to be a Desmond episode as well and therefore I kind of knew it was going to be timey stuff right I didn't think it'd be quite this yeah but you know there were so there were elements of it that I did know but it still it still blew me away Fairly, especially because like midway through, I was like, is this an incredible episode or am I just being told it's an incredible episode? Right. And I was kind of thinking like, it's all right. But then I think when the, when the phone call happens, yeah, everything kind of clicks into place and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any, did you know any of the, um, Visuals like did that that shot of Desmond with the red phone. Yeah, I had seen I'd seen the red phone before. Right, because that's quite an iconic image. Yeah, exactly. Um. So when 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 uh, Saeed picked up the red phone, I w- thing is I didn't know if the phone call would go through. You didn't know the context either. No, and you I know. had no idea of, of Desmond literally needs Penny to answer that phone to survive. Yeah, you know exactly. And then when the phone call is made, it's it's very emotional. Hmm, it's a really good scene, and it's it's a scene that could have so easily not been as effective. I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that they pulled it off as, you know, it's quite schmaltzy. So it, 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 it's, it kind of preaches to my <laughs> tastes. <laughs> um, but it could have fallen on the side of being a bit too schmaltzy. But I think Henry and Cusick and Sonia Walker play it so perfectly. And the editing, yeah, absolute hats off. Yeah, the whole episode's done so well. Yeah, we'll talk about that and like the kind of the um, decisions that were made with how he um, it flipped from one time period to the other. Um, but before that, I just want to say, well, I want to ask you um, the time travel um, element and the rules of time travel in the Lost Universe, which we've you know been hinted at before with with um, uh, obviously Vanula Flanagan's character in Flashes Before Your Eyes in season three, another episode you loved. Yes. Um, but do you like it? Do you like the way it's depicted? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of time stuff. Yeah. 
I I love the the, the sci-fi element of it, and that's kind of what I mean. That's what I expected from the show before going into it, and it kind of has taken a while to get there. You know, for for season one, mm. and even a lot of season two. There, I guess there was the hatch, but it still wasn't that much. It was, you know, it's kind of flirted with it a little bit, but a bit more about you know human drama, yeah, and you know, kind of sexy people on an island, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And so now for it to feel like with the episodes where it embraces that, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted. From no, it. absolutely. And I think um, I really like, because, you know, you see time traveling a lot of things and the rules are quite complicated and they vary from show to show or film to film. But what I like about this is that they make it abundantly clear that whatever happened, happened. You can't change something. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think they were Damon and Carlton when they were writing this episode. It took eight weeks to break the episode compared to like four or five because they wanted to make sure it was completely right. And um, you know they couldn't break it if people tugged at it. Yeah, it's not that Back to the Future time travel. No. You know where? Yeah. Oh, my hand's disappearing. Mm. I'm gonna die. I mean, and also to think the very fact of the thing is it's Desmond traveling to the future. 1996 Desmond traveling to the future as opposed to. 2004 Desmond traveling to the past yeah um which is really kind of important but i think Damon and Carmen were worried about their kind of being the idea of paradoxes and that would consequently kind of demolish any um concern or worry you have for characters in the future in the flash forwards they were thinking maybe you think that that's an alternate version of Hurley or an alternate version of Jack but no it's you know they wanted to make it abundantly clear that this that this is Everything that happens is happening. It's not real. There's no alternate people, alternate timelines, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's all just one and the same. And so it's... It's a fun way of watching time travel unfold. Yeah. So it's every, a really fun way. Everything that's happened, happened. And that can be, I guess, quite, it's like chicken and egg scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you don't know which one came first. Which I love. And you get that in... Watchmen, which we'll talk about because we don't want to go on at length, but obviously Lindelof has kind of carried that through yeah. um, to to his later work. Um, what I like is it's almost credible enough to work. It's like that you could actually meet someone who becomes unstuck in time. Yeah. It just feels like it could happen. Um, and there's something you just said then, which touched on something, the scene where Daniel tells him to visit himself. Yes. Um, and he's like, well, you, I won't believe you. <laughs> So I need to supply you with information that you that you can tell me for me to believe that you are from the future is just great. It's just genius. Yeah. It's interesting that... Because surely Daniel Faraday of the future remembers then. So Dan, Desmond actually says that. Oh, no, Daniel actually says that to Desmond. And Desmond's like, no, you don't. And he's like, mm, how could that happen? But we know that Daniel is kind of suffering from a bit of memory loss, right? Do we? Yeah, well, he can't remember the cards. Oh, yeah. He's crying at the flight. Wreckage, and he doesn't know he doesn't why. doesn't know why. Because his boy Desmond's on there. No, his boy Desmond isn't on no, there. No, he's though. not on there, no. But he knows, oh, because he knows something about an island, maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't, we have no idea. Well, he know, he's he's briefed by Desmond that he's going to end up on an island in eight years. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he, he, he doesn't, Desmond's like, you don't remember me. And the only thing that I think in this episode that hints maybe what could cause Daniel's memory loss is the fact that he's not um, shielding his face from the radiation when he's doing experiments on uh, his uh, mouse, Eloise. I mean, and there's the ending. And there's the ending. But he's obviously didn't remember Desmond himself until... Well, when he met Desmond, he didn't think, oh, you're that guy who came to me in 1996 at university. But his past self did meet him and he forgot in the subsequent years but before that he wrote down oh god if anything goes wrong Desmond will be my constant help me I don't understand am I supposed to help you didn't I send you back here to help me I don't know why you sent me here all I know about you is you you end up on some bloody island an island what island why would I go to yeah there's something funny going on with Daniel Faraday Mm -hmm. go on do you want to have a little a little, I don't, spit, I, I, little Jack Shepard spitball. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I'm not. I'm really unsure. Okay. To be quite frank, because no, we're talking about Daniel, not Frank. <laughs> very funny, um, because there there isn't. I don't know if there's much of even like a hint. I guess 
at some stage, maybe he gets also trapped in time um, and therefore needs Desmond. But I, I really don't have many ideas on it. Well, he's definitely our kind of walking encyclopedia uh, to explain the timey-wimey stuff to the characters around him. And therefore uh, us. And therefore us. Yeah. Like last week when he did the time experiments. And, you know, we find out this week that the side Desmond and Frank took off in the helicopter at dusk and landed in the middle of the next day. They've been gone over a day in Jack's uh, viewpoint. He's waiting for them to call. Um, but for Desmond and Saeed, it's not been long at all. Not been long at all. They, yeah, they have no idea, do they? No, so there's time stuff going on. And De- Saeed's like, this is weird, what's going on there? But he's obviously got other things to worry about. Um, and then Desmond, uh, Daniel actually tells Jack, you know, that the perception of time is different for them than it is for you. And Jack and Julia are doing their very, very good kind of shocked, confused faces. Yeah, it, it's funny because I guess, you know, as I said earlier, we know this is a, a science fiction TV show. And then you think about Jack and Juliet. And they're like, they 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 don't think that. It's just like this is life. Yeah. And there's not much wit. Like weird stuff has obviously happened to them. Yeah. But nothing, nothing that like, nothing too too weird. Nothing for them to think. Shit, this is like something out of a science fiction TV show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know that. I been, guess there have been some things, but yeah, okay. They've been captured. There's like a polar bear, but that's kind of fallen by the wayside a bit. <laughs> So <laughs> not for Charlotte, not for Charlotte. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, Desmond is the guy who is kind of our gateway to the to, to the time stuff, and you know, D- Daniel actually asks him over the phone when he's on the boat, how, or no, asks Jack, has he been exposed to a large amount of electromagnetism recently? And he has, and he has, but Jack's like, no, what? Yeah, because like you say, Jack is was was abducted by the others at that time. Yeah, uh, dealing with very human stuff. Uh, but this so is like the introduction. It's all unbeknownst to Jack. Yeah, this is like the introduction of that stuff to Jack, though. I feel like this could be the beginning of a very weird journey for Jack. Yeah. Now that these elements are kind of being brought to him, because yeah. otherwise I don't know where it would go for Jack. I know. Well, you do because you see his future self and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But surely there must be something, something a bit weird about about it all. I mean, yeah. there is weird. You know what I mean, though. I like, know what you mean. Ch- it's I'd... definitely, it's like, it's high concept all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and Jack, who is a, a very, uh, a leader who deals with very, very, you know, stuff based in the real world. You know, he is a man of science, as you say. He doesn't even like telly. <laughs> he doesn't even like the telly. <laughs> doesn't even like the telly. He only watches sports. And news, and in the flash forwards, he's watching the news. Yeah. this. I think this episode is just... Bamboozled me. After your call, someone has to tell me precisely what is going on. It's bamboozled, yeah. So the um, bit of uh, inspiration they took from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, which apparently an episode that features Captain uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc Picard. Three different timelines. Um, Talking of Jean-Luc Picard, he's back in the spotlight these days, isn't he? He is. And I just want to ask you, did you see um, in the uh, the release of the Picard spin-off show that they turned... Piccadilly into Picardilly. I did see that they turned I it into Picardilly. For a solid ten minutes. Did you? Yes. <laughs> like, who can be bothered? They could be. But who is going to look at the Picardilly thing and think I'm going to watch that show? Who didn't want to watch it already? Yeah, but it's just letting them know that it's coming. I guess. But if you're into Picard, you're going to be knowing when that's on. You might not know that it's on, but now it's on Amazon Prime in the UK and CBS All Access in the US. Jeez, your little uh, adverter- advertising for CBS well, and Amazon. We, we had to go uh, interview all of Picard, the did crew you, and stuff. Did, I did it, I oh didn't no. do it. I paid someone to do it. But it was pretty, it sounds really good. I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm sure Damon Lindelof is watching it. I'm sure he is. Now he, he's not doing Watchmen season two. He's like, he, boom, I'm going to watch Picard. If he's taking inspiration from, you know, the next generation, he's definitely watching Picard. Absolutely watching this, it. Uh, this, this podcast is now becoming... What's Damon doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damon watch. We think he's watching Picard. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a new weekly thing. What do we think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week, we believe Damon's watching Picard. <laughs> I want, I want, I think we should reach out to Damon and see if he's watching Picard. Just give him a Just message every week. week. Give him a message, like, Damon we watch. Write. Yeah, that's a Damon watch. You're his mate now, you do it. Um... Another Get thing. more music for Damon Watch. Another, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. 
Um, God, number watch is going to go on for about half an hour today, by the way. Oh, God. Um, Desmond becomes unstuck in time like a character from the book um, Slaughterhouse Five, which is shown in this episode. A character named Billy Pilgrim, who shares a name with the um, Desmond's army friend at the beginning. Um, I have read Slaughterhouse Five. Because of this? Yes. Of course. Oh, why else would I ever read anything? <laughs> um, and it is a good book. What, what what's the what's the connection? What happens in Slaughterhouse Five? Kurt Vonnegut, so it's sci-fi, but it's about a character who becomes unstuck in time. He's all he's moving all about different places. It's okay. like his conscious conscience consciousness. Interesting. Like Desmond in yeah. this episode. Um so I mean, it's really hard to kind of break down this episode with you, you know, like we do flashbacks and then or flash forwards and then the island stuff. Yeah, it's all a bit mixed together. It's all a bit muddled, but firstly I just want to ask you if you think it works the way it kind of unspools, the way it kind of cuts into the past and then cuts back. You know, the way it kind of, he, he speaks and then people respond to him. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, 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 really good. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Glad you like I, that. I like that they would like cut halfway through a sentence as well and then someone would answer him. Yes, yeah, so only goes, trust me. I need yeah, you to yeah, trust yeah. me. I do I trust you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, that's really funny. It's really good. It's really good, yeah. It adds to the weirdness of it all as well. Yeah. Just the way it, it, yeah, it adds to the weirdness of it all. And I think that it's like, if you're not convinced, that stylistic stuff does kind of pull you in. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this is very tricksy. Yeah. There's just so much that happens. That was Mark, down to Mark Goldman, by the way. He he was a big uh, help on the, um, on how they kind of edited it together. Is Mark Goldman the editor or I guess the director? Oh, no. Jack Bender is our director. Ah. Jack Bender's doggy can be seen in this episode. There's a dog in uh, the Oxford University scenes. It's Jack Bender's doggy, Lulu, who was last seen in season three. Do you know when? No, I, I it flashes you. before your eyes. No, um, <sighs> in a picture in Jacob's uh, cabin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Connection. Connection. I, I would like to say about Oxford University while we're there. Go for it. Because obviously... We're not, we're, not, we're not actually in Oxford University. No, just, obvi- just we're, we're not there. And obviously neither of us... Went there because I certainly didn't. Care. We we've made that admission last week, I think. Week before. as well. Week well, week before, yeah. That we we no, we didn't go to. We're not that clever. We're not. We're not Daniel Faraday clever. Who did go there though? Who? Not Daniel Faraday worked there, but who else went? Who else went there? Uh, oh oh, thingy woman Charlotte the, Charlotte. Yeah, another connection. There you go. Surprised we didn't see her in the background. That's definitely not Oxford University. Of course, it's not Oxford University. <laughs> it's Oxford University. In Hawaii. <laughs> it's Oxford University in the eyes of an American who's like, oh, it's so quaint and just a bit like Harry Potter. They have to do... They can't just fly people over to Oxford University willy-nilly. I mean, How can you do that? I mean, yeah, you're right. Come on. <laughs> fly the whole crew. Imagine, Daniel Faraday. It, would be, it would be the carbon footprint, pal. Yeah, true. You want, were, them to, you want them to fly over? They weren't thinking about that in 2006. Was this filmed? This episode? Yeah. 2007. 2007? Yeah. So the show's three years behind because it's Christmas Eve 2004. Oh, no, you're right. It would have been filmed 2006 just as a... As a All right, oh, or maybe not. I don't know when they did it. But yeah. People weren't thinking about the environment so much then, were they? Not no. like they are now. And not, not like they should be. Well, no. And everyone think about it. Think about it. So um, this episode features only two main characters from season one. Who are they? Jack. And? Saeed. Correct. That was easy. That was easy. That's not even a number watch, too. <laughs> I just quoted Austin Powers uh, so organically. It it just was brilliant <laughs> for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Desmond is in the army. It's very much after Flash Before His Eyes. You know where he um, flashes before your eyes, where he dumps Penny, throws the ring in the Thames. Oh, and the whiskey. And then he joins, and the McCutcheon whiskey. And he joins the army. Uh, but when he's at the army, he's he's flashing, f- he's, his his consciousness is jumping forward to him being on the helicopter flying to the freighter, which you do finally see in this episode. You're very underwhelming, to be honest. Uh, not excuse me, not underwhelming, but like uh, I don't know. I just thought it was going to be bigger. Feels quite small. The freighter is a really good location, and the freighter is extremely weird. What you're going to come to learn. Okay. It's extremely flipping shady. Yeah, I bet. All the characters seemed a bit weird. Yeah, you meet you meet Kimi and Omar. Well, my name is Kimi and this is Omar. 
Uh, I'm from Vegas and he's from Florida, but as for where we are, we I... last poured in Fiji. You meet the Dr. Ray. And how are you feeling? And you finally put a face to the voice of George Minkowski. It's happening to you too, isn't it? George. Um, didn't last long. Didn't last long. Um, so the freighter, yeah, he. I like the freighter. We'll get back to the freighter though. The freighter has a name as well. It's called the Kahana. Kahana. The Kahana. A Kahana. Kahana. Um, so he's in the army and then he's being told by Daniel in present time that he has to um, find someone to... Um, kind of anchor him in time. The co- he needs a constant, his, which gives a title. It's namesake, which is his constant. Um, that's obviously Penny. He's very lucky Penny. that he happens to be in the same room as George Minkowski, who tells him there's a woman calling this boat every so often, um, and she's your girlfriend. Finally, he has a savior because he will die otherwise. You know, who would his constant be? Yeah, it it it, it was the George moment. Min- the moment they said you needed a constant, it was like. Everyone, we, 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 everyone was there just nodding up, Penny. Yeah, but Penny. I think you know that. You know it's, it's coming. Penny. You know The minute you see, the first shot is him looking at the picture of him and Penny. You know there's going to be some Penny action. Oh, you know, the, you know there's going to be lobsters on the pier. <sighs> <laughs> lobsters on the pier. <laughs> I always say they just phoned him up. <laughs> phoned him up from the army camp, just like, I'm so confused. <laughs> there's a picture of us and it looks like we're near a pier. <laughs> <laughs> a weird marina. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that the day we went for lobsters? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Desmond. <laughs> so sweet. Lobsters, you say? Um, and uh, yes, I uh, I knew they were gonna. Uh, he was gonna try and find Penny. Um, I didn't quite know how it was gonna unfold, but I think he does a really good job at kind of uh, subverting it every turn. He goes to see Charles Widmore, doesn't he? Ah, oh, Charles Widmore. He's winning some bid for a uh, for a for uh, a book belonging book. to Black Rock. Well, yeah, it's 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 belonging to a guy called um, Tovard Hanso. Now, does the name Hanso ring any bells? Oh, that's something to do with Dharma, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Hanso Foundation. They kind of like licensed to Dharma videos. And yeah. Alva Hanso was a guy who's you know a big 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 in the game with the Dharma Initiative. Big in the game. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it's a ledger. He's buying a ledger at the auction, isn't he? So did the and whole it... Dharma Initiative start from them trying to find the island? All started with the Black Rock. And the Black Rock is what kickstarted this whole thing yeah man because they went looking for it the black rock I'm not, not going to say anything but yeah it's good that the black rock has a little name check name check name check for the black rock um, so before um, when Desmond's locked in the they lock him in the sick bay and Saeed is very confused with what's happening um, and there's Daniel's on the phone Daniel's like you have to come find me in Oxford University and you won't remember I won't know you're coming unless you tell me these details do you remember what he tells him? He says, he says, uh, tell me some numbers. And then he, uh, it's like 2.345. And then he says, Two. Uh, and then oscillating at 11 hertz. Yeah, correct. And so he does it. So was that, that was pretty close with the numbers, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's number watch. Yeah, but that, that was, that, I did that off the top of my head. Just for, so everyone at home knows that I... I remember the number because when Desmond basically I was playing a game because mm. when Des when they oh, asked Desmond yeah. to remember the numbers I was just like I need to remember and show that I am also clever like Desmond so, so then stressful. I remembered them so reliant on him remembering numbers I didn't remember the phone number later in the episode yeah I remembered those numbers pretty much so if I asked you now for the phone number you wouldn't be able to say it it was like seven nine something okay, fair enough um, should we just go into number watch just to get out of the way we get, are we doing number watch straight away well because it's 2.342 hertz which is 2342 damn you know so alright I think it's time for number watch um, so Desmond's consciousness is moving back and forth between 1996 and 2004 that is eight years apart number watch um, Desmond's really, really angry um, sergeant <laughs> um, is telling the army recruits they have four minutes to get into the yard instead of the usual eight, thanks to Desmond and his dream. That's the number one. Go, 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 go. It's two numbers. Very full metal jacket vibes at the beginning, weren't there? Yeah, extremely full metal jacket vibes going on there. Yeah, I, I liked it though. 
Yeah. Like the strict you would be so angry at Desmond as well for not like doing the crunches and the, because of this dream he's having. You'd be like, for God's sake, pal. You would be oh, idiot. He gets away with murder as well. Um, the address at Pe- that, that Widmore, you know, I didn't expect him to give the address actually, but the address that he lives, uh, Penny lives at is 423 Cheyenne Walk, which is a fictional address, by the way. I did Google Maps it. <laughs> you tried to go there, didn't Back you? Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I want a picture outside this house. Oh, of course. Uh, the auction lot number of the Black Rock Diary is 2342. 2342, classic. Um, Faraday. <laughs> this is, I don't even want to say this one. No, go on. Donna Faraday says that while Desmond was in a catatonic state in his room at Oxford, 75 minutes had passed. Okay, that's not a number. No. But Desmond perceived the same amount of time, so in 2004, to be five minutes. And the ratio of 75 to 5 is equivalent to 15 to 1. 15 is a number. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that, um, you didn't write that one out, did no, you? No, of course I didn't. I told you, maths is not my, my strong suit. Okay. Um, uh, the, the easy win, when the helicopter is in any of these episodes, it, it has the, the, the letters and the numbers N842M on it. <laughs> it that is an easy one. <laughs> that is an easy one. Um, yeah. No shout-outs to Flight Oceanic 815 in this episode, though. No, none of that, um, but that's fine. It's very, very... Uh, I mean, there are only two OG characters, as we as we said, established yeah, earlier. Yeah. And this episode features some of the lowest numbers of characters, like, overall, like, original, like, main characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've only got... You've got Juliet and yeah. Charlotte. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And Daniel Faraday. Oh, and Daniel, obviously. And Dan- Fred. Daniel. I want Frank, yeah. Frank. I guess, Frank. I'll get a six then, a six. It's very good. One, two, three, four, seven. Wait, what? Who's seven? Frank, Charlotte, Daniel. Yep. Jack, Juliet, Said, and Desmond. Yeah. And Penny. Well, Penny's not main in the in the main. Yeah, but if Penny counts, then it's eight. What's that? I'm a watch. Oh, my God. So good. There you go. So good. I think that the, um, the uh, time stuff and bringing Desmond to the freighter and kind of introducing... This sickness. How did you go through my mind? Is this the sickness that they were talking about? I do, well, now, now I'm just thinking of uh, coronavirus. Oh, for God's sake. Which, for people in the future, is a... Well, I, I, I guess people probably will remember. It's pretty devastating in China. Yeah, it is. Maybe it's coming over here. Oh, maybe. I don't think it will, though. When my... I, hadn't, I, was, I don't really follow the news these days. No. Unless it's entertainment news for my job. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> my little brother... <laughs> messaged me on the weekend and all he wrote was uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> it's so dumb right. he just went just went don't be drinking those corona beers <laughs> and I, because it's carrying the virus yeah and I was just like what what he's just like don't have corona beers they're infected oh and I <laughs> I believed him for a minute he is so and sick. then I googled it and I was just like you did you actually damn... believe that I well I had no idea you're a blithering fool so I messaged her I was like you goddamn idiot are you joking he was like of course I'm joking are you an idiot and I was just like yes you clearly are yeah. <laughs> you're not worthy of doing a lost podcast with you know well if everyone in in lost has the coronavirus then uh... well no I just thought you know the sickness that Rousseau was going on about and maybe yeah, it was people coming to the island who become unstuck in time and that's what made him sick ah. that's what I thought was like that could be a good explanation for it that is a good explanation for it hmm and therefore, the people at the back of the, the, the plane, because mm. most of them died of the sickness, no? No. no. Some people in one of the places died of all the sickness, didn't they? Mm. Maybe they just fell through the wrong hole in the... They followed the wrong bearing or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always thought. So, just saying at the time, that's what I thought. That's a good, that's a good theory. I like that. Thank you. I'm full of them. Yeah, well, you're not full of that many theories because well, you just know. Well, what I happens. know what happens. Yeah, but I was <laughs> in the day. If you knew me in a day, mate, I was a theory a minute. You would have done this podcast. Was be... a, I was like Lenny in in the asylum, just just with my connect four, just spelling out theories of loss. <laughs> <laughs> we had, this podcast would have gone on. It would have gone until the next episode every week. Just we, Jake talking. It would have been nonstop for six years. <laughs> but I think that introducing this whole Desmond thing on the boat in the new location is a very ingenious way of not having to really kind of um, throw loads of exposition about the characters on the boat, the situation on the boat. You know, we're going to get to that, obviously. But it's like, ah, oh, Desmond is in danger. Yeah. That's cool. We've had a taste of the boat, haven't we? A little taste of the boat. And I like the boat. A few things happen on the boat. Y- yeah. 
Can you remember any? Um, Frank and Saeed have a little chat. They trade guns for phones, mm-hmm. which is pretty key to the rest of it. Yeah, it Frank is. is in. Frank's he's in a bit of trouble. He's getting told off by Kimi. Yeah, they they didn't want them back. No. We also learn that uh, you know they're locked in the medical ward. There's a doctor. There's a doctor, and then they lock them in, and then the doors open. There's a friend on board. Yeah, it's funny. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, it's either Penny's friend, or maybe it's Benjamin's friend. Benjamin's friend, and someone. Um, what's the word? They decimated all of the equipment. Yeah. To block contact with the outside world. Then Saeed fix it. Saeed loves it, doesn't he? He's like, wait, what? I get to Sorry, fix something. Broken. I get to fix some some tech. <laughs> Show me that place now. Your phone's down. Oh, <laughs> Desmond, I need a phone call. I don't care. I just want to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Legend. Um, and then we learn that Minkowski, um, the reason why he becomes in second time is because him and um, a, a friend of his called Brandon, who was also on the boat, they wanted to see the island. You would be like that, wouldn't you? Be like, I just want to see the island. Um, and they went out on on a on a boat, and then things went bad, and Brandon died, and Minkowski later dies. Yeah, with yeah. a nosebleed. With a nosebleed, he just can't find his constant. Um, so yeah, um, in the uh, God, I just, I just, it's so much. I tell you what, who would you, at this stage, yeah, if you could have seen another character, main character, go through what Desmond's going through, who would you have chosen? Well, it's funny because I was thinking, what? Imagine if it was Saeed going through this. It would be quite funny. It'd be quite interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, but then, then there would be the whole like, who would his constant be? Well, you'd want it to be Nadia, but we'd have to have Nadia trying to contact like Penny is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in which case, do I we f- know why Penny's trying to contact? That how she knows about where the island is and stuff. Well, cast your mind back to the end of season two. Okay, I'm casting. With the guys in the snowy bunker. Yeah. And. The electromagnetic pulse, and she's like, well, I th- we think we found it. But how does she know it. to look for an electromagnetic pulse? Hmm. We don't know. No, we don't know. We only know really what Desmond knows, which is that since after, you know, she spoke to Charlie, she knew that Desmond was alive, and that there's an island. She knows about the island, you know. Yeah, but she's been looking this whole time. Mm-hmm. So what? I guess the question is why. Something something must have happened. I guess maybe when he went missing, mm. because she knows that... He's well, she knew he was going on this race around the world, didn't she? Yeah, but she knows he's going to call on Christmas Eve. But she's not well, She's not waiting by the phone on Christmas Eve, which she thinks she would be. She lets it ring for quite a while. Girl's got a wee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm sorry, but, but I, I thought the same thing. I was like... Come on, but the way she picks up the phone, it's almost like she's run down the stairs after having a week. And I guarantee you, she had been sitting by the phone all day. And then the minute she went to have a wee, that <laughs> phone rang. I guarantee that's what happened to Penny. It always, it's always the way. Okay. All right, Poor that's, girl. That's a good explanation. Fine. Thank you. Also, that Christmas tree. Oh, banging Christmas tree. So good. Envy. So good. Christmas tree envy. It would have been a good, uh, good Christmas Day episode, wouldn't this? Well, yeah, I did tweet to our to our listeners about the constant on Christmas Eve. It's oh. like Jack's gonna have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, but yeah, there we go. But yeah, so we, so well, I don't, we don't know why she's searching. I don't really have any clues unless it's something timey. So Desmond will go back in time and somehow tell her something. Do again. you think, or do you not think she's just like you know got a lot of money and she's been hunting down? Yeah, but then why would some? She wouldn't have like a direct line to some random people in a bunker in the Antarctic looking for electromagnetic pulses. Surely there needs to be a reason why they're looking for that okay, pulse. Enough, yeah. Unless on the day he went missing, there was another pulse and they've been looking for the same. Mm-hmm. That could be an idea. You haven't answered my question though. Which is? who Whose episode would you want to see? Um, I would want to see, I'm going to say um, my lovely Juliet. You like to see this with Juliet? Yeah. My lovely Juliet. Fair enough. What about you? Oh, it, it, it's a hard one. I know what you're going to say. Who? I'm going to type it here. Okay, you, you type it 
while I while I have a have a thing typed. typed. I was going to say Sawyer. Oh, balls. Oh, what did you write? Lock. Lock. Oh, Lock would have been a good one. Yeah, Lock would be good. But I think Sawyer... Because if his dad was alive, his dad could have been his constant. Well, that... Oh, that's... I was thinking that for Sawyer. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was thinking then Sawyer, the real Sawyer, could yeah, yeah, be yeah, Sawyer's yeah. constant. I guess you're right. And that would have been like an incredible twist if they had done this instead of like the way they went. Yeah. That would have been mad. That would have been good. Think about what Sawyer and... and Sawyer then and Hurley would be thinking about like Desmond's like time escapades. Like yeah. like Jack and Juliet. It's funny. It's funny. Um, who would your constant be? My constant? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess you would say like your girlfriend, but it's probably not been long enough like through your life. If it yeah. was eight years ago, yeah, then my constant would probably be like my brother or mum and dad. Yeah, mine would probably be my mum. Yeah. Um, but if it had to be an item, it would be my teddy of Kermit the Frog that I have. Oh, because I've had him since the day I was born. Oh wow! Yeah, he's still still in my room now. He's a legend. I don't have anything like that. Really? Yeah. Uh, Kermit, he's he's been with me through thick and thin. He's been with me. Through, he watched Lost with me. <laughs> he's seen Lost eight times. Yeah, well, no, because I'm not watching. I do it at work. He hates that because he's <laughs> now seen it seven times. <laughs> <laughs> we are digressing massively. It's because it's so it's like so much to talk about, and I don't even know where to go. Um, so. When they go up to the um, the communications room and the phone rings and Desmond and Penny answers the phone, um, my heart stops. I swear to you, I just get so caught up in that moment. No, I know. And when he says I won't call you for eight years, and she's like genuinely like, get out of my house, literally leave. She's like so over him, isn't she? Yeah, she seems it. But if someone came to your house and said I won't call you for eight years, you probably would be like, just get the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, you would be. You mentalist. And then he doesn't write it down. She's like, what? Yeah. You force it out. I mean, you're not going to write it down. Um, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need It wouldn't do any good. But she didn't change her number she's, for eight years. She's the cutest thing. Let's talk about that scene. Hello? Penny? Des, where are you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on a boat. Um, I've, I've been on an island. Oh my God, Penny, is that really you? Yeah. One of your favourite scenes of Lost? Yeah. It was a very good scene. I mean, I thought the fo- the phone call was the thing that that got me this episode. Right. But I did I did in- enjoy that. But it was it was like, ah, oh, just give him your number. It's when she <laughs> when she goes. I know when she goes. Um. Uh, when it breaks up. Yeah. And she's like, "You still there?" He's like, "I'm still here. I'm still here." And I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, yeah. It's like the cutest thing. That phone call is incredible. Yeah. It's so well done as well. It's that bit when she goes when he just goes, "I love you, Penny." Which he's obviously yeah, yeah. He said before, but then you see that it cuts to her reaction. And she's like been waiting to hear those words for so long. Yeah. And it's so cathartic. But it's also beautiful. You kind of realise that that Desmond's like clicking back into place as well. Yeah. You know, like the time lines, he's suddenly, he's becoming there again. Yeah. And he knows what he has because to Because when she mentions Charlie, I'm like, I don't know if he'd know that, but yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, what? Charlie? Who? Yeah, yeah. But you uh, see but Saeed's reaction as well. And he's just like, oh, he just said he's been on an island. Yeah. Oh, he's just. You know, he knows as well. Absolutely. And so it is that, like, it, it's it's like an incredible pin to the episode. Like, that, that moment when everything comes together, all this weirdness. Yeah. Everything that's happened. And it's like everything clicks into place. And, you know, it, it's a bit mushy. I think when they start saying, I love you. Oh, it's so nice. But then they start doing it a lot. They're like, I love you. I love, I love you. you. I'll I look love for you. you. I promise. I won't leave you. Yeah. I love you. That's a and bit cuts much. Out. No, it's not. I knew you'd think that was a bit much. I knew it. You're so <laughs> cynical. No, I liked it. I'm walking out. I still liked it. Okay, you better have, because I was this close to leaving. <laughs> I really was. No, I still very much liked it. Um, yeah, I love it. And uh, Sonia Wilger and Henry Ian Cusick had a great time uh, filming it. Obviously not together. but um, Which is mad, I think. Yeah. 
mad. But yeah, um, I it, I'd rate it as one of my favorite moments, um, which is immediately preceded by something I do love. One of my favorite moments of the episode is when. Minkowski is talking to Side and then he passes out and Side's like, someone needs to tell me what the hell is going on here. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. so great. Because Side is actually being a Don. He's yeah. just like, he's just like, no questions asked, just like helping Desmond. Yeah, yeah. And it like kind of links them two in a big way. Yeah. Two I characters who haven't really had huge amounts to do together. I feel like there's a lot of mutual respect between them. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Cool. One, um... And, and Saeed's going to copy his hair. One day as well. Oh my God. He's going to grow out his hair like Desmond. Still have that spin off. One of the, I was going to say, one of the kind of positives of becoming unstuck in time is you can see, you know, yourself in the future. And like, if that was me, I would have started growing my hair and a beard immediately the next day. <laughs> you have been like, I look so much better. I look great. <laughs> he looks in the mirror and he's like, oh, you look a lot older now. It's like, no, I look literally bloody great now. Like, yeah, yeah. Like really good. Daniel Faraday that hasn't changed a day. That hair, though. That hair, that mullet. Or yeah, let's gonna... let's talk about just Daniel Faraday in general. Do you like him? Do you like the actor who plays him? Do you like the performance? You know what? I've, I I wasn't sure about him at first. I do like him quite a lot. Do I've got a lot of time for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I think those scenes where he is, like, scaring out Oxford doing his, like, legal experiments or whatever is quite... You see him in his element, and it's quite interesting. On the island, I'm yet to be convinced. On the island... But I feel like because he keeps letting go these like little secrets. Mm. And Charlotte's know. like, Daniel. Yeah, and Charlotte's just Shut being, your mouth. Just being a bit being tired ass about it. And you're just like, go. Shut your goddamn mouth. Like, just let him say what <laughs> you want. You can't say shut your goddamn mouth <laughs> to Charlotte. Yeah, but you want you want Danny Boy to help our to help our people. Like Juliet's great at like playing him. Yeah. She knows what to and say. And also sass and Charlotte. And she is sassy. I have so much time for Juliet. Yeah. I was, I would watch her put down Charlotte all day. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. I've got Juliet, great character. Well, you know. I know, we know, we know. You're preaching know. to the... To the <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, and she's good at kind of teeing up Danny Boy for these like, oh, he said, uh, you know, something about not exactly. You wouldn't understand, you know, those kind of things. You're just like, oh, go on. Yeah, on, sniff a bit. Go on, because Daniel. Da I think Daniel is ultimately, I, I, you know, a good person. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's why. That's why you get those vibes because he is giving those bits up, and you are like, mm, is he doing it? I think he just wants to be like a good all-round person for everyone. Yeah, but he's like under a leash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So the boat people, Locke obviously thinks that everyone who's coming and Ben uh, are not good people. They're awful, 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 awful people. Um, but we've seen the boat now. Yeah. So theoretically, these people are not good. What's your vibe? Yeah, they, they, I got that vibe. That they're not good? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't like them. <laughs> Already. Do you not like them because they're new and you just take ages to like no. acclimatise? The, the doctor was creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Dr. Ray. Yeah, there is no way that character's good. <laughs> and the other guy with his short hair and his tank top who looked like he was a his member hedge. of like... Blue or something. <laughs> Blue! Kimi does not look like he's a member of Blue. One of them does. One of them looks like he's trying to be like, you know, early 2000s cool guy. Mate, that actor is Kevin Durand. He actually has a really small role in Austin Powers too. <laughs> really small role. Um, you didn't interview great. him for your Austin Powers piece. Uh, I tried to. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Thinking I could just, just double team it with this and last. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, in fact, I did... Just... I might be interviewing him at some stage because um, <laughs> he has like a, a, he's in a few episodes this season yeah, so, yeah. as, as you can to, imagine I have the freight of Okar yeah and then uh, yeah still not met Regina yet no I haven't met Regina um, wait who was the other who was the other guy? there were two two blokes we met Omar and Omar. Kimi okay and then you had Doc Ray okay was Omar there was one of them who was quieter Omar alright yeah so, he's definitely the under the thumb of Kimi yeah. Kimi is like the hench one. Yeah, yeah, Tall yeah. and hench. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's he's not the traitor. And the doctor's definitely not the traitor. Mm. So that only leaves one option at the moment. Which is? The the Omar, the, the, the non-hench one. Traitor for what? As in Ben's little oh, buddy. Oh, Ben's, Ben's bud. Um, so, Henry Ian Cusick didn't cut his hair for this episode. He just wore a short head wig. <laughs> In the, flat, in the in the 1996 scenes. It's not a bad wig. 
Very good, I think. Yeah. And that's straight from the mouth of Carlton Q, so don't don't quiz me a lie. I, I would I I wouldn't have. That was more a message to everyone listening, not just you. Okay. But don't accuse me of lying. <laughs> don't accuse me of lying about his wig. But then he shaved most of his beard for the scenes. So all of the Freighter scenes were shot before he shaved his beard. And in the next few episodes, when you see Desmond, if you see Desmond, it's a fake beard. Fake beard. It's like Mr. Friendly days, mate. Shit. I just love it if they just put him on Mr. Friendly's prop <laughs> beard. <laughs> I would like, have preferred Henry and Cusick just be like, like just an incredible at growing a beard really quickly. Just like, you know, tenses his face. Well, yeah. to be honest, it probably took a week or two for him. Yeah, probably not. And I've changed my answer. I'd like to see in this episode Mr. Friendly. That'd be great. You'd like, what? Just to, just to become unstuck in time. <laughs> Just to Vincent. see where he goes. <laughs> Vincent. Vincent. Poor, the poor mouse. Who's your, who's your constant, Vincent? Who's your, who's your constant, Vincent? It could be Walt because he appears anywhere. <laughs> it's just his bone. It's just a bone. <laughs> Squeaky toe. Squeaky toe. <laughs> but yeah, I, I dog sat this week and um, <laughs> I, the, what I found, I don't really, I've never owned a dog and, and, and it, I love looking after this dog because it's a real uh, treat. Uh, but, um, she has this toy and it's like a fox that squeaks and every time it squeaked, me and my girlfriend Seth would like really <laughs> laugh. Like every time it squeaked, we'd just like be in hysterics. You could just tell we don't own the dog because it like, squeaked like eight times. We'd be like, <laughs> why? Do you think, uh, did it put you off owning a dog? Yeah. And then the dog got picked up and I was like, I want a dog right now. I was like, literally like wanted to Google search, just buy a dog there and then. But then they woke up the next morning. I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. Also, you have to wake up. All the it was like so. I was having a conversation with someone today. Yeah. About like their dog because yeah. I was like, we have gone off topic for the constant. By the yeah. way, <laughs> you can well, tell we're just a bit. We're almost becoming unstuck in time. We're unstuck in podcast time. But I do want to finish this story. Go for it. Because basically, we were invited to a screening of Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh yes. And they were like, I was like, it's at eleven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's really early. And everyone, everyone in the office has either got kids or a dog. Yeah. And the guy with the dog, he's like our age, was just like, no, that's that's like, what time do you wake up? And I was like, I'll probably wake up at like 10, 11 on a weekend. He was just like, what the hell? And it's put me off ever owning a dog. Because right. it is like, you would have to go. He was like, oh, yeah, normally I start at 7.30, take it for a walk. Yeah, I did that at the weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weekend. Yeah, it gets you out of bed, man. You're supposed to sleep. But you can always just, you know, crawl back into bed. Uh, no, yeah, but after you've been on a walk, you're a bit like, not now. Yeah, but it almost means like, oh, I can, I can now get into bed and have a bit of a lion. You like earned it because you like done a walk. Yeah, but you could You've just have a lion. It's a weekend. Well, yeah, I, I do what you want. Agreed. Not what your dog wants. Agreed. So anyway, Vincent's stuck in time. Good idea. It will be very good. Um, albeit him, it's very taken, different. Just see him taken for walks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. According to um, Jeremy Davis, yes. he plays... Uh, who's he playing? I'm testing it. Daniel Faraday. Daniel Faraday. Well Did done. I get that right? Yes. Shit, son. Not hard. I've mentioned his name before. Man. Um, he thought that it was a remarkably well-written and brilliantly conceived story, and he was quite knocked out by it on a lot of levels. As as was everyone watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Smashed it. Um, so, I think... Um, Oh, I, I, I sorry, I've got some stray observations written down, and I'm looking at them. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. No, come on, I want to. No, 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 no. Go on, just one of them. Just list them off. We don't have to talk about them at length. One of them concerns um, Alan Dale, who plays Charles Widmore. His reaction when he wins the bet. Yeah. It's just like really smarmy. It makes you want to hit him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a, you want to hit him as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's just like every time I'm like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, there it is. I wanted. He does his thing with his mouth. He's like. Yeah, he didn't even turn off the tap in the toilet. I know. That's but so then again, did Desmond, he didn't, no, he didn't turn off the tap, did he? And also, for that tap to be over spilling, <laughs> someone needs to have done, put like a bit of tissue in the, yeah, in the sinkhole. Th- I bet that was him. <laughs> He's like, Blame yeah, him. I'm in this really fancy auction house. Yeah, take that. Take that, suckers. Southfields, which is the organisation holding the auction, is actually an anagram for shifted soul. That is not a real thing. Mm. That They didn't name it that because of that. Maybe they did. They 100%, I guarantee you that is just someone on the internet. Maybe they read did. Way too, that wasn't, that's not a stray observation. 
No, that was actually... That's a, a lie. That wasn't a stray observation. <laughs> we, we have now moved away from my stray observation uh, list. That is, uh, what I, is under the, uh, the heading Flashes. Um, it's giving you an insight into my psyche. Yeah, uh, imagine if that's just... That stray observation. Just, uh, by the way... Because, <laughs> like, countdown conundrums. Yeah. The, um, you know what we were saying earlier about how Desmond learns something that he, you know, shouldn't really know, but he's told in the future, so he knows it in the past. Yes. Yeah. That's called a bootstrap paradox. Okay. I like them because you get a lot of them in Watchmen. Well, there's a big one in the finale of Watchmen. I don't want to give anything away, but there is. And uh, maybe it's a good time to actually talk about very quickly because I don't want to dwell on it. The kind of... The Watchmen link. Yeah. And uh, like, just just more... Less the Watchmen link, more the Damon Indeloff obviously loves his shit link. Yeah. I mean, it, it basically, he said in an interview, didn't he, that... Desmond never would have happened without Dr. Manhattan. Mm. And you can totally see the links because Dr. Manhattan's a character who is... Unstuck in time. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll be like, oh, it's 1937 and I'm taking a poo on the toilet right now. And then everyone around him will just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. And it's kind of the same here. Desmond's like, oh, I'm in Oxford. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're on a boat, you idiot. Yeah. So you kind of see it. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. And also, he is like, um, Dr. Manhattan is a, uh, you know, his love story with certain people in the Watchmen universe, comics and TV shows, is a love story kind of in through motion. Time. It's through time. Yeah. A lot like Penny and Des. Yeah. The Laurie and uh, Dr. Manhattan stuff is very, there, there's a big... There's a big link between the two. Mm. And there's a, an episode in Watchmen, which obviously Damon wrote, that is very much this. I would describe <laughs> it, for those who haven't seen Watchmen um, and are thinking should we watch it, as a spiritual sequel to The Constant. Because yeah. it is definitely thematically just... It, 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 Watchmen is kind of what inspired Damon to write The Constant. He wrote The Constant with, with Carlton Cuse, obviously, who I'm sure loves Watchmen as well. And then he actually ended up writing a very similar episode as part of a Watchmen TV show. It's, it's a nice through line. Yeah. I also was saying, and tell me if you agree, the Constant could be quite a good standalone episode of Lost. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because, it, it, I mean, even... It doesn't rely that much on people of the past. I mean, obviously, there's the Desmond and Penny story we know about. Yeah. But even if you're fresh to it, it would still be its own mini story within there because you know it, it is just telling the story of a man who becomes you see him even become unstuck in time mm. and then it's just about him coming back to it and and needing to speak to the woman he loves in order to survive this yeah. this situation and that's all obvious straight away because you see him looking at the photo mm. you know that he just wants Benny um, and and it just makes sense in and within itself yeah. it doesn't rely too much I think it does feel kind of away from the events of other stuff. And in a way, I don't know where it takes the show mm. in some ways. Because it is like, I guess it adds that Penny and Desmond are now spoken. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 a, a, a very ingenious, crucial build-up to that payoff of Desmond and Penny's interaction, which we need, I think, at this stage. Yeah. Um, but a hell of a good way for us to get it. Yeah, and I guess it also introduces in a in a bigger way than before the time element. Mm. And kind of, I guess, because it feels like uh, this in a way, you know, you've kind of said sequel with the Watchmen, but in a, in a proper way, the sequel to Flashes Before Your Eyes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's almost like a direct continuation where you s you've seen Desmond go through his lost in time thing. Mm. But then... I'm, and we've also, sorry, we've also seen them meet. We've seen them... Uh, be together we've seen them break up and we've now know that what happened in that interim period obviously we know he he got just before he came to the island and what happened on the island but we've now kind of know what happened in that interim period yeah yeah um the woman in flash before your eyes the old woman yes yes seems yes to know all about miss hawking yeah mm. i still don't know where she fits into all this mm. oh you think we'll see her again do you i don't know you'd hope so you'd hope something yeah. would happen because otherwise I have no idea. Like, she can't just be a random time traveller mm. walking about. Mm. Interesting. Do we find that out? Um, I'm not going to mention 
that because if I say yes, then you're expecting it. If I say no, you're probably going to be angry. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm going to just maybe not mention anything to do I with that. L- I'd like that to be explained at some stage would be <laughs> my thoughts at the moment. Fair play. I always want to say, I don't want to go into the um, the specifics of it, but you know that um, uh, ARG I was telling you about called Find 815 that aired between season three and four. Yes. There was a lot of clues in that um, game that kind of... Um, seeped into this episode it's like the address that Penny lives at and numbers and stuff mm, if you didn't do it it's not that interesting but I just wanted you to know that when I watched this episode I was like that's the clue from the game you nerding out you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah I was like to my auntie and my uncle that was the clue from the game and they were shh shh watching telly yeah exactly shut your face Jacob I think it's time for hearing of the week already I, mean, I say already we're like an hour in I know. So we were like when we started talking about dogs, I was like, "We need to pull this back." We're just drunk on the um, excitement of of actually doing this. Yeah, we haven't even spoken about like Faraday's little mouse puzzle. Oh, we can talk about Eloise. His mouse. I did try and talk about it, but you 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 took me off. Sorry, yeah. I started talking about Oxford. You did. Uh, well, well, I personally, it it just serves as a device to show you that this is what's going to happen to Desmond if he doesn't. Yeah. Um. But he's been, he's like, but there is Daniel Faraday who's been doing weird time experiments. Yeah, illegal time experiments. And it is like, well, hey, why is that illegal? Like, how does anyone even know that's happening? Be like, what well, I- impact is that going to have on the future? Well, he says it's uh, Oxford frowned upon it. Oxford frowned upon it, yeah. Probably because it sounds batshit. And also, I'm going to just throw out there that you, that this will be touched upon again and you may see why they're frowning upon it. Ah, oh, Oxford and Dharma working together. Hint, hint, hint. That's what I will say. But I also think you need to think, ironically, think about the memory loss side of things with Daniel Faraday. Okay. Because you... you, Yeah. The memory... So, just the... Well, just... You you were like... Well, he would have remembered him. It's like, well, no, because when we first meet him, he's, he's obviously can't remember a lot of things. Yeah. Even when he lands on the island and he speaks to Jack, he kind of forgets his name for a second. Unless you, he's you been, see? like, drugged up or something because he knows too much. Well, that's when your th- theories. Go. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I really wanted to say about that. Oh, I also will say the the board in the um in the room with all the equations on it. Yeah, they hired some physicists to 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 do all that. Did they? <laughs> Just for Jeremy Davis to wipe it all off. Get pushed into it as well, didn't he? He does get pushed into it. Yeah. Do you think? Am I gonna die? How many numbers are on there? Oh, I I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> also, we get some great Desmond delivery in this episode, and I think we're going to do a compilation of sound bites here. What do you expect to find when you get there? Answers. My friend is historian. I'm not your friend. I don't know you. I don't know you. What the bloody hell is going on? I understand you're disoriented. You're not going to stick me with that, brother. I don't want to stick you with anything. If this keeps happening, am I going to die? What's to say you wouldn't call me tonight or tomorrow? I won't call for eight years. Henry and Cusick is excellent in this episode, isn't he? Yeah, and if you want to hear him talking about this episode, when can people do that? Because I spoke to him. I spoke to Desmond himself um, over Skype, and it was a joy. Lovely bloke. Lovely, lovely bloke. Um, And he's in a new series, MacGyver. Um, I spoke to him because I'm doing a, a piece for... Uh, work, work, work. Do a little oral history, and I. Um, and I spoke to him and Sonia Wolga, um, and we're gonna just play some some of that interview for you. Not now. Not now. You're gonna have to wait for that. It's coming in like two, three days. It's coming in two, three days. But isn't that exciting? I got to speak to Desmond and Penny about this episode. About this episode. Well, about Lost in general, and then this episode. And they were both like, like I spoke to Penny first, Sonia Wolga, and she was like, as I'm speaking to. Um, Henry, Henry, Ian Cusick. And she was like, oh my God, send him my love. Send him my love. That's it. So he's like, oh, you spoke to Sonia. How was she? And I was like, guys, I'm call, like, call I'm the red other. phone call. <laughs> I'm the red phone in this equation. <laughs> You're the red phone. Speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can get that later, later this week. Yes. Keep an eye out for... Jesus. For Henry and, um, and Penny, you are Son- an enabler. You shouldn't let me do this podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, but if I if I hadn't done this, then you would have never have spoken to them potentially. Oh, so it's all like you, is it? I'm just saying, I I'm technically I'm Saeed in this situation. You're the red phone, <laughs> but I I fixed you. 
<laughs> like Saeed. So you could do that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. You fixed me like Saeed. Who is your hero? No, who's your... Who's your... Yeah, let's do hero of the week. I'm going to do hero oh, first. Go. Hero? Hero is probably... It's probably our, our boy Desmond, surely. Because he's... He's just... I don't, or may, I No, it'd probably be Penny. Because she kept that phone line for eight years so she could speak to that mad boyfriend she once had. <laughs> it is mad when you think about it. Yeah. Um, I reject that. Oh. Go on Saeed then. is the hero of the week. What? Cause he there lets... would be no phone call if it wasn't for Saeed. True. He's very... He opens his mind, Saeed. But they also wouldn't have known about that without George. <laughs> <laughs> and they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have they wouldn't have got the there if it wasn't for Kimi yeah but they wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for Frank <laughs> so where do you stop but wait a minute Side wouldn't even be on the iron if it wasn't for Desmond not pressing the button and uh, Desmond wouldn't know about the button without matey boy the other guy who, Kelvin Kelvin yeah but then Desmond Kelvin wouldn't have been on the iron who was the person Kelvin knew before the before the crash? Yeah, but Desmond. Saeed. Desmond. Yeah, but also Desmond would never have gone on his trip if, it if wasn't he wasn't for... sad about Penny. Yeah, but if he didn't want to prove himself to uh, Charles Widmore. So I think Charles Widmore is the hero of the week. Yeah, but he's also the villain of the week. I know. No, we've actually, got, you know what? We've he's got a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a paradox. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I, do, I was going to say Charles Widmore might be the villain. But actually, like, even though he is a dick... He gives the address. He gives the address, yeah. Like, the the villain, really, is, is um, the drill sergeant <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, he is. Or Desmond for letting down the team. Actually. And letting them all have to do crunches. Yeah, Desmond is verging on villainous, I've got to say, but we'll let him off. We'll let him off. <laughs> the, guy, the guy... Do you know who the villain of the week is? Go on. The guy who barges into him outside the phone box and says, thanks for this morning, Hume. <laughs> I would have been annoyed too, though. No, you don't barge into someone and make them drop their pennies in the rain. Their pennies. Pennies. Oh, God. I think we need to stop. My mind's <laughs> about to combust like George Minkowski. Um, okay. Can, can we, no, just to be clear, your hero of the week... Would be Penny or Penny. Desmond. Probably both of them. And your villain of the week is... The drill sergeant. The drill sergeant. Okay. My hero of the week is legitimately Charles Ridmore. And the, the, the villain of the week is um, the guy who bumped Desmond outside okay. the phone box. Good. Um, next week's episode is I'm going to throw it out there to you right now, a step um, down. I think it would hard, be hard to be a step up, wouldn't it? Yeah, or a step sideways. I mean, it is a step down. It is my least favorite episode of the season. I, I don't mean to say, I just want you to, I'm, go, I'm saying that to you because I think you, I don't mean to preempt it. But I think you going in knowing it's not as good might make you enjoy it more. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, any predictions or any idea whose episode it might be? Um, it'll be go- we're we're going to be going back to the island, aren't we? Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying a word. Who haven't we seen, main character-wise? We haven't seen... Shall I go who we have seen so far? Well, we haven't... So we got... We've no, got I want to go who we ha- haven't seen yet. Oh, God. I okay. want to do it. Go. Sucker. We haven't seen Jin Sun Sawyer. Yeah. You haven't seen Juliet. Juliet. Ben. You haven't seen Ben. You haven't seen Claire. Claire. Um I You haven't I, seen Jack? We haven't seen Jack. I reckon they're saving Jack for the finale. Okay. That'll be my my money's on. Okay. So I reckon probably someone on Jack's side of the island though. Yeah, because we'll keep that thread going. So I guess that makes it one, but uh, two, three people it could be. Juliet, Sun or Jin. Okay, um, it'd be one of them. Maybe Sun or Jin. Cool. Um, where can people listen to us? People can listen to us on iTunes and all that. Yeah, man, it's true. He's uh, not lying to you. This has been Don't a, accuse him of that. This has been a real funny episode to do. It's been really fun. Oh. I've enjoyed this all a lot, and I think you're enjoying season four. I am enjoying season four a lot. I am. I'll, I'll stop pretending not to because I obviously, obviously, I am. And it, it's been really good. This episode was 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 great. There's no there's no denying it. Five out of five. Yeah, it's a five out of five. Ten episode. out of ten. Yeah. Great. Um, Jack J Shepherd is your Twitter handle. Jack Jacob underscore Stoll. 
is your Twitter handle. It's true. And Lost Boys Pod is our Twitter handle. At Lost Boys Pod. We are the Lost Boys Podcast. Rate us, review us, do whatever. Um, and just tell your friends because we really want people to be along for the ride. Because I was thinking earlier watching this episode, when this is done, there's not a lot of episodes left. We're on to season five and that is the penultimate season of Lost. This is freaking me out. Yeah. Yeah. There is an end in sight and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Just rewatch it again. Just do another podcast. You know what happens anyway. I know, but it's anticipation. Um, Keep an eye out for our interview with Henry. Yeah, and and I hope you enjoy it. And Sonia. And Sonia. Um, and thank you for listening. Um, and uh, if anything goes wrong, you, yes, you, lovely listener, will be our constant. No. I've, I've been on an island. And I've... Oh my God, Penny, is that really you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's me. You believe me? <laughs> you still care about me? I've been looking for you for the past three years. I know about the island. I've been researching. <laughs> and then when I spoke to your friend Charlie, that's when I knew you were still alive. That's when I knew I wasn't crazy. Des, are you still there? Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, that's better. I love you, Penny. I've always loved you. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you too. I don't know where I am, but... I'll find you, Des. I promise. No matter what. I'll come back to you. I won't give up. I promise. I promise. I, I love, love you. you.